<coughs> You're listening to Reflections on Leadership with Carl Bimshaw. This is Carl Bimshaw, and welcome to another edition of Leadership Spotlight, where I speak with busy professionals in various stages of their career and along different paths in their leadership journey. I spoke with Sheila Netty, founder of the Women's Wealth Empowerment Project. She's a money coach and wealth strategist. We could all use that. Sheila talks with me about leadership, money, listening, and more. If you're a professional woman and want to combat the three surprising ways you're stopping yourself from reaching your financial goals, be sure to listen to the end because Sheila has a great tool available for you. Now, let's get started. So who are you and what are you working on? Well, I'm Sheila Netty, and I am a money coach and wealth strategist. And currently, I am working on uh, helping women, particularly professional women, who struggle and are anxious about money, reclaim their financial confidence and power, and uh, with a proven system that I've been creating that basically helps them make their financial goals not only possible, but inevitable. I love that phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I love it, too. (laughs) what, What problem are you trying to solve? I'm basically really trying to change the conversation around money for the middle class. That's a very broad movement that I'm trying to create, but I decided I would focus primarily on professional women uh, because that's what I was for over 20 something years. I worked in a corporate world and retired without a pension and was able to create that retirement and decided I didn't want to be retired so uh, so therefore, I thought, what can I do? And I thought that what I saw happening in the current environment did not allow uh, for the middle class to really be able to reach their heights. It was starting to crush or slow down the uh, growth as far as the middle class and, and money, which meant their impact. So I wanted to figure out what could I do? Well, I could help teach other women and guide them on how I was able to create wealth. And then they would have more power, teach their children, and really shift this so that we're all talking about money just like the wealthy talk about money and and basically have the impact that we truly want to have in the world. Where does does money and leadership meet? It's interesting. When you have money, meaning not just the – when you're not in the survival mode Mm -hmm. where you are able to look outside yourself and look at the world around you. Um, then you have the ability to have your money speak and do good. Uh, Whatever your focus is, you can now have the money do good and you can use that money to create a leadership in a movement or some other area that you want to promote. Mm -hmm. And so uh, take, for instance, if your interest is primarily, in my case, women who, you know, um, I want women to be able to learn more and more about money and feel confident about it, then at some point, my plan is to create a foundation where I would be able to help women who can't pay me to help them to be able to provide that financial education so that it can spread throughout. What, what leadership traits do you wish more people would demonstrate? I think listening is a key uh, leadership trait that people don't even realize they should have. Uh, support, being there for your team, or in in this case, my clients, but in my former life as an IT um, management um, executive, taking care of the people. And leadership, to me, 
is being able to listen, being open-minded, being aware that you're, uh, that you have a responsibility to that team, as well as uh, taking full responsibility for your decisions throughout. Um, being, listening to what everyone else thinks, getting that, that, um, that, I don't want to say consensus, because that's, you're the one ultimately making the decision if you're the uh, manager, but being able to pull all that together so that now everybody is behind that decision. And a lot of that comes back again to the fundamental piece, uh, skill, excuse me, is uh, of listening, of mm -hmm. listening openly and pulling all that in. Yeah, there's, there's such a disconnect sometimes with lousy leaders who thinks that the, the team is there for them as opposed to the uh, their, they being there for the team, meaning that they're there to facilitate and make the team thrive or do what it can do, right? Exactly. <laughs> they're there for the team. You are the support right. to help the team do well. I always felt that my um, my departments, I made sure that they had whatever they need needed to get the job done. And that could be education, that could be, you know, just allowing them to be able to take off for a day if they needed it. Um, being there for them meant that when we had an emergency, which when IT, things break, <laughs> you got to be there in the middle of the night and do some work. You basically were there. And I was there with them. I wasn't doing the work, but I would be there with them at midnight when we're working on a problem. Because, and that builds connection. And that says, I will be there for you. And then therefore they are there for you. And that, and, and it really builds a major amount of synergy. And I don't think that's really seen these days. I don't think people really realize how crucial that is. If people know you care and you truly are there for them, then they will give you 110%. Yeah. Because it's so rare. So that when people do it, they're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does appear to be rare yeah. and that's and that's sad because it's 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 really not hard to do um it really is not a hard skill yeah. but i think that people think that well i've been given the authority so therefore you know they get in on power trip yeah. instead of realizing that what's your goal like what are you trying to achieve and if you if you have a goal in mind and you get everybody else around it, that's the more important thing. Not whether you have, you know, when I was in the military, not because I had this particular, you know, rank, it was more of what, what are we trying to achieve mm -hmm. and doing whatever we need to do, including me to make that happen. Right. Yeah. You, you say it's not, it's not hard, which is true. It's not, but it's also very easy not to do it. So we like to take the easy way out sometimes. <laughs> well, I think sometimes we let the ego get involved, um, and I don't think uh, I don't think that's necessary. But I do believe that that unfortunate. And these days, sometimes people let their ego get ahead of them instead of realizing that if you've signed on to a corporation or whatever group you're involved in, and you've signed on to help that particular group achieve its goals, then you have to release the ego and focus on what needs to happen in order to make that happen. You know, um, and you're doing an exchange there of money, you're getting paid mm -hmm. and that's an exchange, but you're giving your life, you're giving your time. So why not really put it out there and make it happen? Like do everything you can for the people who are working for you, for the company, 
because to me that's it's an exchange and i don't i think that gets lost somewhere yeah. that people don't realize that it's really oh i'm getting paid it's a salary and you know da, da, da. you have this company has a goal you have a goal this is for the betterment of whatever area this company focuses on mm-hmm. and that's what you focus on if you put your energy into that then ego just kind of falls by the wayside and you're you're getting the the job done and enjoying it in the process. Right. I had fun. Yeah. I mean, we, my group had fun. We 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 loved going to work. I had no one who hated going to work. Yeah. Yeah. When you do it right, it's fun. When you don't, it's kind of miserable. Exactly. <laughs> so, Sheila, do you consider yourself a leader? Yes. I I didn't assume that title, if you will, or think of myself as a leader um, until I really realized that there weren't that many leaders out there. Um, I just, it was, it, I think for me, it was a natural tendency. Um, so I never um, put a title on it or, or assumed that, that uh, title, mm-hmm. but I do believe I am a leader. I always take the front position in any organization uh, that I'm in. I'm always in the, on the board uh, and because I, I don't want, you know, everybody's like, well, me, well, I don't really want to yeah. step up. I don't really want to. And I'm like, we need to get this done. <laughs> yeah. So just, you, okay, you let's do it. You know, <laughs> you don't like the meek leaders. No, <laughs> <laughs> let's just get it done and, you know, step up and just get it, you know, get, get whatever needs to get done, done. So knowing it's all about continuous improvement, what would have to happen in the next 90 days or so for you to feel like you're managing better and leading well? Well, considering that I've started my my little entrepreneurship, uh, you know, I, I've had other businesses in the past, but this is a new, a new role, a new area. And I think for me, it's stepping up and keeping commitments that I make to myself which comes back to self-leadership in this case. It's it's fun and easy for me to lead other people. It's not always uh, easy for me to do what I need to do to really lead me, if you will, which is taking care of me and keeping my commitments to myself. It's really easy to keep commitments to other people and other uh, organizations and things like that. But somehow when it comes to making sure that Sheila has everything she needs to be the best she can be and put out the best effort. I don't always adhere to that. And uh, and I think that that is a, a place that I need to work on, particularly. Um, and I think a lot of people do. I don't think that people, people sometimes look at taking care of themselves. And I'm talking about personal development, learning, um, listening to yourself, uh, giving your, your, um, your thoughts, your ideas, space to grow, that's something that we don't always think is necessary. We kind of put ourselves sometimes at a lower priority and we think everything else outside of us is more important. But if we take care of ourselves and really make sure that we're growing, we're thriving, um, we are at our best mm-hmm. and getting the whatever we need to be at our best, then we perform better outside in every area. But I don't, I, I think unfortunately we don't think about it that way. A lot of people don't think about it. And I think I, I, that's an area that I have to really realize is that my commitments to myself are just as important as commitments to other people. Why do you think that gets in the way of your self-leadership? What, you know, what, 
you've described it, but what, what, why do you think that is? <laughs> do you want to lay back? Wanna... <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's because it's, it's easy to decide that others are higher priorities mm-hmm. and there are other things are higher priority. This over here is higher priority. This family, my husband needs this. So this is higher priority. And it comes back to that old saying of, you know, when you get on an airline and they talk about putting your, your oxygen mask on first, mm-hmm. I believe that that really is what needs to happen. Right. And we don't think about that. And then we get exhausted running, running, running. Yeah. And that's what I do. I get exhausted and I don't really make sure I'm taking care of myself. I have recently shifted that. Mm-hmm. It's still a, still some, I'm a work in progress, but I have shifted it and started really making sure that I am the priority. And, and by taking care of me, then everything else falls into place. And when I do that, it does. It's a, it's a habit that yeah. one has to keep working on and build. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the great dangers of a servant leadership mindset is even as you said earlier, like you're, you're there for the team. And so team first and others first and all that. And that's a nice mindset to have to a point. But if you, if you can't, as you said, if you can't, uh, take care of yourself and have the good self-leadership, then you're not going to be able to provide what it is you're supposed to do for, for others, which involves setting up clear boundaries and all that, which should be easy, <laughs> but it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. Well, and I think that's sometimes what leads to some burnout, right? Yeah. Where you're just not um, really setting those boundaries for yourself in any endeavor, whether it's whether in corporate or as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Sheila, do you have any uh, leadership tips or techniques or even, you know, daily rituals or things like that that you like to share with with others? Well, I love doing um, a daily morning ritual. So before everyone gets up and before I really get going, I do a meditation. I also then do visualization, affirmations, and uh, and I actually have it recorded. So I listen to uh, visualization. So mine is really it takes about four minutes for me to go through that. And then I actually do some inspirational reading or listening, depending on if I'm listening to an audiobook. And I make a point of doing that. And then I do exercise after that, maybe 15 to 30 minutes, depends on the time I have available. And uh, and some of that all gets chipped in, except meditation. I always do meditation every morning, no matter what, no matter what's going on in my life, mm. I get that done. Uh, and that seems to set the tone because I also have this mantra I say now all the time, which is amazing things are happening. And I actually got that from someone else. I heard it either through social media or something and it stuck. And I love that because by saying that, even throughout the day, it just makes you smile mm-hmm. and it shifts the energy so that you can think about what's, what's, what's happening. You know, it kind of opens your filter so you're see, you'll see amazing things happening because that's your thought you're looking for you right. putting you putting it in your brain um, and it's now looking for those things and I I find that really helps to keep me focused thank goodness for the reticular activating system right exactly that's, that's what you program yourself to look for you'll see mm-hmm. so what's next for you Sheila well what's next is I am currently working on a six-month program that I'm offering uh, professional women and my coaching clients and it's it's, uh, I found that in order to really shift people, uh, particularly around money, it takes some time. It's not a five minute deal where you, uh, you know, I give you the, 
the the steps and you can go off and you take care of them. You get lost sometimes. Uh, life gets busy. And I've determined that to really shift people uh, and shift their behavior and really make some real change in how they manage their money and grow their money. Uh, it takes about six months. So I'm currently working on developing that program and launching it. And I'm excited because I already have one client who's actually just jumped in. And, um, and so it's, it's exciting because I know with this, I can have real change. I can help people, particularly women, uh, have real change in their life. Cause my, my six month program is women's wealth empowerment blueprint. So it's really about helping them really get empowered and feeling ease when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. And when you have that, you'll have more of it. Terrific. <laughs> so Sheila, where can people learn more about you or what you're working on or what would you like them to do? Well, I have a free PDF on my website that's called the three surprising ways that professional women stop themselves from reaching their financial goals. And the number one thing they can do is shift it. And that is on my website, which is www.sheilanetti.com. And that's S-H-E-I-L-A-N-E-T-T-I.com. C-O-M. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, thanks so much for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me, Carl. It's been fun. Thank you to Sheila Netty for the terrific conversation and for sharing her thoughts on leadership. If you enjoyed this episode of Reflections on Leadership, kindly give us five stars and tell your friends. You can hear this podcast anywhere, but if you happen to be listening through the Anchor app, don't be shy. Send your voice comments and join the conversation. We love hearing from you. If you like Reflections on Leadership, the podcast, you're going to love the three-part leadership essay series from Carl Bimshaw. So I've been thinking... So I've been thinking some more, and Think Again are three books that capture the leadership topics covered on this show. This is perfect for those who want something tangible you can hold in your hands, highlight, and refer back to again and again. These and other titles are available on Amazon. Check them out.